Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Connectivity Podcast. We're here to educate, entertain, and inform. So tune in as we have conversations with various business owners, athletes, influencers, you name it. Our goal is to provide our listeners with as much value as possible, so we really hope you enjoy your experience as you listen. All right, so I'm here today with a close friend of mine, uh, one of the illest producers in the city. He's produced for artists such as Tory Lanez, Chris Brown, um, you name it, Roy Woods. How you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm just doing good, my thing, you know? Cool. So let's get right into it. Um, let's talk about how you got started in the music industry. So I started like this must have been like 10 years ago and like growing up, I always had an influence from my sisters and my parents because they'd always play R&B music, hip hop music growing up. My dad actually used to play instruments. Same as my sisters. So I was always surrounded by the musical influence. Yeah. Uh, by the time I got into junior high, I just needed like an outlet, you know, so I, I just started messing around with beats and I always used to watch like beat videos on YouTube and I was like, oh, this looks like super cool. Like I should start it. And then I was like, kind of hesitant at first because I was like, okay, I don't know what software to use. I don't know, like, do I need equipment? And then my boy told me, he's like, yo, just get this software called Mixcraft. It was like this cheap, like, I think it was free at the time, actually, um, software. And I couldn't make beats at all. Like, my beats were horrible on there. <laughs> and it was, it was really bad. And, like, after that, my sister actually took that laptop from me because I was, like, making beats and I wasn't focusing on my schoolwork. And she's like, you got to focus on school. And me and my sister, my oldest sister, have a 14 year difference. So she kind of plays mom sometimes, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so then after that, when I got to high school, um, I like behind everyone's back, I was like, okay, I'm going to download FL Studio and like make beats on the side. No one will know. So no one can take my computer away, nothing. So yeah. I had this dinky setup with like a, uh, a chair, like a, it was like a dinner table chair on my, in my basement in the corner. I put my monitor, like my uh, headphone, uh, not headphone, my uh, screen monitor on there. I have my big ass like uh, desktop computer on the floor. And I used to like just make beats on there. And it was, it was horrible. But then over time, like I got, I was always into it. And then I just stuck with it. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Humble beginnings. Yeah. For real. <laughs> I'm happy that I just got a laptop, honestly. Yeah. So who are, yeah. who are some of your inspirations as you were getting started? Um, There's a lot, like obviously like growing up like you have like your dr Dre's, your jay dillas you have timbaland um you got kanye pharrell like these old old cats who like paved the way for so many people like timbaland's bounce like his drums i'd say influenced my sound a lot because if you hear my drums like that's kind of what I'm, I'm more of a drum guy than a melody guy yeah. and my bounce I, I feel like sometimes when i listen to timbaland stuff for myself i'm like oh shit like Sometimes there's similarities. Yeah. Um, obviously nowhere close to his level, like he's a goat, but like um, Yeah, so like with, with Timbaland, like he he's a huge inspiration for me and uh, this new generation, I say like Jalo Beats, Boy Wanda, OZ. Like OZ's a newer guy who like I feel like has been inspiring me crazy. He produced Highest in the Room, like produced um Two C Slide, like he produced um bunch of drake songs but he yeah he's a big influence t minus that guy's like a huge influence but it, it kind of varies all over but i'd say the new generation is kind of what shaped I, I used to try and make beats like fitting all these guys different molds and then i kind of brought it all in t- together and kind of have my own sound now so yeah. Nice. yeah so how did you how were you able to balance both school and working on your passion 
because I know you recently graduated and got your degree and there's yeah. probably a lot of people in a similar situation. Um, so yeah, if you could shed some light on that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I feel like a lot of times people, they feel like you got to quit school or quit your job to do music full time. And you don't necessarily have to do it. You just need time management, honestly. You need the drive and passion, willing to be patient with it because obviously nothing happens. Any, anything good ha doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes time. So I, like with school and everything, like I, at the time, I, I was still managing to spend lots of time with my family because um, I'm close to my family. Um, my I still had a social life, hanging out with friends, playing ball, like when we used to play ball. Yeah. I used to, um, yeah, I went to school. I had a girlfriend at the time, and I was doing music too. But I feel like what was able to help me balance it all was like in between classes, let's say, I would like make a beat. Or after class, I'd quickly make a beat and then go see my girl or like chill with my family. I'd be like, I'd take on my laptop after a little bit and just start making a beat with like one headphone and I'd be like chilling with them the whole time too. Like, so just kind of balancing it just so you can still kind of get the best of every world. Um, I might not, not have been making beats seven days a week, but I'll still try and do like five days a week, like weekends. You have your part-time job on the side too. Like, whatever time you get, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So at what point did you know that you could compete with the big dogs? Because I know you've made tracks for some big artists out there. Was there a particular moment in your career where you knew, like, this is what I can do full time? Yeah, actually there was. Um, so I, I did a beat battle, I think in like 2016, it was in Calgary. And I think I made it to like the top eight at the time. Okay. And that's kind of when I like first started getting out in the Calgary scene. And like we used to, there used to be a thing called Beat Drop, and people would go there and they have something called Feedback Fridays. All producers would go there on Friday, play beats, and like get feedback from each other. When I started playing beats, like people would nod their head and people would be feeling it. And now I listen to those beats, and I'm like, ah, oh, they're not the craziest, but people always showed love and they saw the potential. So seeing people receptive to your stuff, it kind of keeps you motivated. And then um, I think it was 2017. I sent stuff to this guy I was working with Calgary at the time. Um, and shout out to him. Like, I, I got nothing but love. Like, we had a follow, but, um, you know, like, at that time, he was really connected with Riff Raff's manager. So I sent him beats, and he sent them over to them. And then Riff Raff, post, Riff Raff posted on his Instagram, like, him smoking a blunt, eating a steak, like, listening to my beat. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Like, that's Riff Raff, right? That's a, that's a big guy. And that was the first time I had a big guy listen to my stuff. So I was like, okay, that's dope. And then over time, like, I had uh, that same artist. He got Nestle as a feature on um, one of his songs. So I had a Nestle record. And then Jay Ali, uh, we got a feature from him, which is funny because me and him are boys now. Like, we work together and stuff, right? But um, from there, like... The year after was when I got my Roy Woods placement in 2018. So the song's not out yet, but um, I was just just making the right moves and meeting the right people. They kind of, if you send them stuff, they'll tell you straight up if it's whack, you know? So over time, like, it started off like, oh, this is whack. This is not there yet. Oh, keep sending stuff to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, this guy just worked on this beat. So I think that's when I started realizing, like, this could actually turn into something. So Yeah, yeah, persistence, yeah. persistence, pace. Most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> so now that um, now that you have a bigger audience following you, do you feel any sort of pressure when you're releasing new beats? Um, in a sense, I do. Like it, like you, because as a producer, like you have your big releases, and like it feels good at first, 
and like the the Eric Gondra song that I had that came on September, that was like my first like big big release, and it felt amazing. Like I was on top of the world, but I was like, okay, hey, gotta get back to working. Like one week after, like it lasted and died down. Like in my head at least, because I'm like, I gotta get the next big. Yeah. So then the Tory Lanez Chris Brown thing happened on Chicks Tape, and that was crazy because like I wasn't expecting the song to blow up how it is now because like I think we're almost gold. Like, it's almost a gold-certified record. So, like, seeing it develop into that, it was just crazy. But the first couple of weeks, like, I was on top of the world. Like, I was going out, turning up. Like, I was like, man, let's celebrate this. And then I realized, I was like, I got to get that next big. So, like, I feel a little bit of pressure to get that next placement because you don't want to be a name that, like, just pops up and then dies down right after, right? You want to kind of stay relevant. So Yeah, for sure. Don't want to be just a one-hit wonder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be I want to be in the industry for a minute. So, so yeah. now that you've worked with a few bigger artists, is your family more supportive of your passion and the career path you want to go down? I'd say so. Like, cause I have an East Indian background, and all East Indian people know. I'm lots of people actually different cultures. I'd say a lot of people can relate to this, but like, um, even for yourself, I'm assuming too. Like when you like want to pursue something which isn't the regular norm like my parents want me to be a doctor or like no, an accountant no. or like a businessman like do something like where you're guaranteed success right no. and I, w- I was fine like I thought it'd be cool but then like with music on the side they're always like oh you know like that's not realistic you know because what's the chance of you being a successful music producer yeah. and then over time when this when this recent record came out my parents they're always like okay like you're going somewhere now like you you had the number one album r&b album in the world like that's pretty cool that you're on it like you had a song with chris brown and my parents they don't follow too much pop culture but they knew chris brown was because he's a pretty big name right so um that and even like the tory lane's name so now i'd say they're more they're definitely more supportive yeah um but i still feel like i'm still a long ways to go before they'll be like 100 percent on the yeah, on the yeah. bandwagon you know i'd say like they're they're getting there though so they're warming up to it Bless exactly <laughs> so take me through that tory lane's chris brown collab um like how that went down and and how you were feeling before the song was released were you pretty nervous leading up to it or just excitement i was i was nervous at first because um basically what happened was the way i got the placement so i i reached out to poppy year who i think at the time he's or no he's still he signed to tory um super dope guy like that's my boy right there and he's he heard my stuff and he's like yo like i like this stuff so he told me to keep sending more um so i sent him a 21 questions flip and that i think that was the first time he's like yo like he's like give me your number like let's send me more stuff the 21 questions flip was crazy too like that one was nuts like it slapped but then um i think it was it was like um april 4th or march 4th or something last year um i was sending him stuff like constantly and then one day i was like i went to mru and i was like bro i was like it was right after my class and i had like assignments the next day a test like all this stuff the next day and i was swamped but something was like itching me to like just make a beat so i asked him i messaged him i was like bro is take you down by chris brown done yet he's like i don't think so i was like say less like i'm I'm gonna send you something so i like i put together a quick uh in like a few hours i put together um, I chopped up the sample, added some drums onto it, put a bass line on it, uh, 808s. I kind of arranged it, sent it to him. He's like, bro, like, I love this on the stem. So he he did his thing on it. Um, he what like he really turned it into, like, a hit 
like the way it was arranged and everything, which was crazy. But a um, few days later, he's like, hit me up while I was out to dinner. And he's like, yo, like, say your prayers. I was like, all right. He's like, I'm going to studio with Tori. So I, I like, I was with my friend and I was like, yo, like, stop. I was like, we got to say our prayers. Like, take that food out of your mouth. Like, we're saying a prayer right now. So we said a prayer. I was like, man, like, just pray. Like, I'll pray that this happened, right? And then um, two o'clock in the morning hits and he calls. I'm getting a phone call from him. I'm like, man, I'm too tired. Like, I'm not going to pick this up. I got my assignment. Like, another assignment the day after. Like, I got to go to sleep. And then I was, someone told me, he's like, just pick it up. So I picked up and he's like, yo, he's like, are you sleeping? I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, well, congratulations. You made the chicks tape. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, Tori laid down a verse. Like, like, I think they're sending it out to Chris Brown soon after that. So it's crazy how it all like played out. And then going forward up to the release date, like we didn't know when everything was going to be out, like every, when everything would be finalized. And then closer to the date it kind of when the paperwork started coming in all that stuff that's kind of when it started hitting me like man like it still doesn't seem real like honestly it took me like a good like six months after the re- like i would say two months ago or last month was when it finally hit me like like i like i knew i produced it but i could hear it in like a audience manner like it wasn't like a biased way right which which was amazing like hearing that and being like man i produce this so yeah that's amazing yeah. persistence pays off most definitely i'd say so bro i feel like that's the biggest thing like for any producer coming up, like that's the biggest thing is persistence. Yeah, just stick with it. So let's talk about yeah. some of the challenges you face living in a city that's not, let's say, that's not um, all about hip hop culture or R&B culture. And some yeah. of the challenges you face being a producer that focuses mainly on hip hop and R&B. Do you feel like you're disadvantaged? Um, in a sense, like you have places like Atlanta, Toronto, LA, these people, you always have people in the city who are listening to talent in the city, right? In Calgary, you got people, but how far is their reach? You don't know. Like, it's not that far, right? Like, Calgary people, they, um, like, you could have a Calgary person here and stuff, but to the extent that they can help you with, they're not going to all of a sudden get you a record with, like, the weekend or some shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it'll be, it'll be tough for that to happen. So there is a bit of disadvantage because you kind of have to network outside your city. But it's hard because you don't get that face-to-face. So every, mostly everything's on social media or you have to travel. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, like, for example, with me, like, I feel like what helped me overcome that that challenge was, uh, like, I did marketing in university. I was able to use a lot of stuff from my education and use it towards networking and, like, social media marketing. Um, so reaching out to people, just knowing what to say, how to build relationships, things like that. Um, because at one point I was just focused on the city and I was like, man, being the biggest producer in the city would be cool, but how can you be the biggest producer in the city if you're limiting yourself to the city? Yeah. You should limit yourself to the world, like expand that that goal to be like the biggest guy in the world and then eventually you can try and almost be that guy, right? So exactly. everything works well, but yeah, I feel like that was a big challenge, but um, Calgary, it, it's on the way. Like we got another guy in the city, like Shadow Jack Uria. He got signed to Vinyls. He's from Calgary. And like in Alberta, we got Forever Friday, who's a singer. I don't know if you heard of him, um, but he's he's popping off. Like he's really dope. So I feel like Alberta's Alberta's coming up slowly. <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I heard you mention that majority of your interactions are via social media. So would yeah. you say that you haven't been affected too much by the COVID nineteen situation? Um, I feel like it affects producers to a certain extent. Like in terms of outreach it hasn't affected me too much like um 
I feel like being at home majority of the time, like I, I still have a nine to five and it's an essential, essential job, unfortunately. So I got to go to work, but, um, yeah, but, um, being there, like, I feel like, like I, I come home and I have more time. I feel like to just blast emails out, reach out to people. Like I, I try my best every day to try and make a connect to a new person. So like, um, and build a relationship with someone new and, it's crazy because like I, like sometimes with music like you don't know this like you don't know going into reaching out to these people that these people might be um people you actually build genuine relationships with like actually like becoming close friend and stuff too right so it's cool how it all works out but yeah i wouldn't say covid affects that side um more but i feel like it does affect like studio time linking up with artists i feel like if i was in toronto or la it would definitely have a big impact on me but because, like I said, in Calgary, like most of the stuff is on social media, you can send stuff out. But I'd say studio time is definitely affected. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So is there a particular artist that you're looking forward to reaching out to or collabing with or um, someone that you're looking forward to working with yeah. that you will say to yourself, I finally made it. I'm one of the best of the best. Is there anyone like that? Uh yeah i'd say drake obviously <laughs> like drake drake's huge right like a guy's biggest artist in the world or like like or like the weekend or you know you got your you got your big names but i i wouldn't even i feel like my like for at least myself like my definition of like being the best of the best like i need like scott storage level production like that guy's produced oh that guy's another influence of mine sorry but that guy has what, like over a hundred, like number one hits. Like that guy's crazy. Yeah. You're like a Dr. Dre, but I feel like every step, every placement is like just another stepping stone to get to a point where you people kind of take you more seriously. People will reach out to you and then it gets easier as you go. But I'm enjoying this process. Like the beginning parts is the, the fun part. Cause that's when like all the, I don't know, you just work harder and you reap the benefits of it. Right. So mm-hmm. I'd say, I'd say Drake though would be, that one artist where like I would I'd be extremely happy to get a fix one. So. Yeah, and I'm sure it's gonna happen eventually with uh, with the way that you're moving and the work and Thank dedication you, <laughs> that you do to your craft. It's no doubt in my mind. I pray for it, bro. Honestly. <laughs> do you have any words for any aspiring producers in the city? Um, yeah, like I think persistence is key, but stay patient, stay low, like don't. I, I would say there's a lot of people who limit themselves to just trying to work with Calgary artists and think that they can build something up from there. Like, it's cool to do that, but just remember, like, you have to, you have to also expand your target market, right? Like, kind of what me and you, like I was just saying a second ago, like, don't limit yourself to Calgary. Try and reach out to people from all corners of the world, because um, you don't know where each relationship can go. Like, my Roy Woods one that started off with Wonder Girl, and I reached out to her on Snapchat. And that's how we started talking. Then she gave me Sunny Sunny Diamond's number, um, which was when I was in Toronto for a studio. And then what, like eight months later, like or no, a year and a half later, that's when I found out I had a record with Roy Woods. So like, like everything, like it just stems from something. So that's why like patience is key because some a, a relationship you make like two years ago can turn into a placement two years later. 
yeah. right? So you never know. But I'd say, I'd say, yeah, patience, persistence, and just like just work hard. Just don't give up, and always just try and be creative. Like try new things. Don't limit yourself. Like don't put yourself in, in a box creatively. And you know, eventually, in due time, like you will create your own sound. You just have to, like I said, just work hard and find yourself as a producer. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I always want to end things on a positive note. Just wondering if you have any words for the city, any words of encouragement for people that might be feeling down or feeling anxious or uncertain during these COVID-19 times. You know, wear your face masks, wear your gloves, you know, but, you know, not all tough times last forever, right? Like, there's always brightness on the other side. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So just stay low for now. And then, you know, when everything opens up, It'll be it'll be a it'll be a lit time out there, you know. I feel like everyone's gonna have a good time in due time. So stock up on toilet paper for sure. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> you never know what COVID can do to people. So, yeah. so what you got cooking for twenty twenty? What's in Sorry? The, what you got cooking for twenty twenty? What's in the works? Um, I got some dope stuff on the way. I can't say too much, but um, I got more stuff with Tori on the way. Um, I have. A lot of I on my social media I got it on the way. Highlight you can click there. I at Prod by Raja P R O D B Y R H A H. I don't put myself in right there, you know. But um, yeah, I got some uh, some records on the way. I'm pushing for a lot of stuff right now too. Um, so by the end of this year, you guys will definitely have a lot more music from me. I just had my first release of the year um, with my boy Yang KSI Yang. He's from Miami. Um, down in Florida, originally from Michigan, but he um, we he did, did his thing on this one record we did called Drift. Yeah, um, it's on oh, on all platforms. So yeah, check that out. That's that's hot. Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah, no, just I know I'm in my R and B bag right now, but you'll see you see some club bangers from me soon. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. No problem, my G. Yo, thank you again for having me. I appreciate. It. I hope you're doing well too. Anytime. All right, <laughs> bro. All right, take care, man. Later. Yeah.